Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. So, um, this has nothing absolutely, this has absolutely nothing to do with our podcast. It has nothing to do with our podcast at all. It has nothing to do with even us at all. Like, this is entirely, um, unrelated. I just want to complain about something, um, that has no effect on the wider, like, influence of the world. Um, quick update. Hobbit did get neutered last week. He's doing excellent. Um, yes. He he only threw up a little bit when he first got home because he wanted to drink water too fast and just kind of like spit up a little bit. But other than that, Aww. he's been excellent. He's really suffering being separated from his big bro. Um, <laughs> we have let them like see each other in very limited capacities, mainly so big bro doesn't forget who he is and like beat the crap out of him when he does see him again. <laughs> And yeah. they've, they've mainly just sniffed each other a bunch, and we've kept that pretty limited because we don't want um, them to groom each other. Uh, yeah. But, okay, thing I want to complain about. So, this is nothing against the actress. Um, and it, it is it is everything against whoever the director and editor is. Of this particular commercial I keep getting before each YouTube video I want to watch. Um and I don't even want to name the brand, but I will name the actress. Uh, Amelia Clark, otherwise known as Khaleesi, the per- and I don't watch Game of Thrones, but she was in Game of Thrones. Okay. She's, she's in this commercial. <laughs> and the way, okay, it starts with her being like, this is the product. And then the next shot is her being like, wait a second, huh? There's something special about this product? And then the next shot is her putting on a lab coat and, like, science glasses and being like, yes, this product is super smart and good. And then the last shot is her being like, wow, so I guess it wasn't so ordinary after all. And it's like, so is she confused or is she the scientist who designed the skincare product? Because it literally switches from scene to scene and it bothers me. Because it, it, it's not consistent. If, like, either she literally made this makeup product that they're selling in the lab with them. Because she puts on the lab coat and the lab glasses. Or she's like, huh? What do you mean? There's science. It bothers me. Who is this woman and what is her motivations? Exactly. And I feel like they did, like, two different, like, shots. Like, one shot, they're like, be really confused. Be really bewildered by the concept that science exists. And then the next shot they did, they're like, you are the scientist. You made this formula that we're selling. And then they decided to clip them together. And it just bothers me because it's every other commercial I get on YouTube. And I know I could turn I, I, I know I could turn ad blocker on, but I just wanted to complain about it because it has absolutely no effect besides mildly inconvenience me. Oh, I hate bad commercials I that just like annoy you i'm gonna just like remember head on apply directly to the forehead no oh yes you do it was literally like a glue stick and the commercial was head on apply directly to the forehead head on apply directly to the forehead and that was it and literally it was like if you put this glue stick on your brain on your forehead area it'll get rid of your headaches and like i think they got sued because it didn't work Obviously. I I can't believe you don't remember that. You It was like when we were in high school, so you would have had cable. Did you have cable in high school? No, not really. Oh. 
know. We didn't really have cable. We had Netflix. Sometimes my mom would get cable in the summer. Okay. Or maybe it was the opposite. In the summer, we wouldn't have it. No, it was definitely... We barely had cable. We barely ever had cable. Never mind then. I forgot Netflix existed when we were in high school, and some people were early adapters to that. Or were your parents just like, I remember getting a mail order Netflix. Uh, We still have one. We found one, like, buried away, and I want to frame it. (laughs) It's a movie in the old Netflix sleeve, and uh, apparently we never got, like, uh, I don't know, maybe my parents just paid for it, because we still have that DVD for some reason. (gasps) Thieves. Anyway, how is your kitten? Or what is your unrelated topic? I don't know. I don't really have any. Well, are you ready? Yeah. Because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cat. What is that? I look like Peter Parker. Um, Yeah. I did have a moment, not to keep it off topic, but I did have a moment today where I lost an earring when I was on my walk. (gasps) Yeah, and I didn't notice it until I got back and took my hat off, and I retraced Uh my steps, and um, I was raised Catholic, so I was praying to St. Anthony, um, who was the saint of lost things, Um, and also the... When I was confirmed, I took St. Anthony's name, and so my second middle name is Antonio. And so I was like, St. Anthony, hey man, help me out here. Help me find the I chose you. It was a gift help for my sister. sister. <laughs> and I did find it. I found it by my neighbor's, uh, my neighbor's mailbox. Yeah, I was told I was going to hell before I could get confirmed, so I just kind of stopped that process. I, I, it's, you know what? I have a lot of, I am no longer a Catholic. I have a lot of issues with the Catholic Church, but I don't have anything. I was anything, never Catholic, but. I don't have anything against people who are Christian um, I, that are accepting of, like, LGBT folks, but. Um, and just, like, other people in general. Right, because I feel like those folks actually understand Christianity and, like, oh, Jesus would, like, not be okay with this. So don't, I, I have issues with how I was raised, but. Most Christians I don't have a problem with because most of them aren't, uh, mean. <laughs> Alright, well, are you ready? I think we're gonna have a pretty fun episode. It's I'm hard for me for to fun. kind of tell sometimes when a fun episode is gonna happen. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Because last time, we were kind of struggling with our new aunthood, but we were still, like, but then we were talking with our uncle who was like, listen... The leaves, the ancestors, pick pick herbs with me as I tell you things, but I don't tell you things. And we were like, okay. Um, and then our, like, hot not-boyfriend showed up and was like, hey, sorry your sister died. And we were like, don't ever talk to me again. I will sleep with you the next time I see you. And then we had everybody tell Blue Fur that she should uh, hook up with Thrush Pals. Right, and like... uh, I will I will shout out, we did get um, uh, someone on Twitter did submit some beautiful um, 
fan art oh, of Thresh Pound. I, I retweeted it, but it was from uh, Lizzie from Fizzy uh, Cola Lizzie. Uh, they did a beautiful rendition of Thrush Pelt, which makes me just want to squeeze his little cheeks. Um, and they also Aww. did a very sad uh, rendition of Scourge, um, aka Tiny. <gasps> so, and oh, tiny. when I saw that Thrush Pelt, I was like, you know what? I understand why Blue uh, Bluefur didn't hook up with him because he's just too sweet. He's just too much just of a little sweet, goober. Sweet boy. And I think he's like. I hate um, the idea of a friend zone because I don't think it exists. I believe, like, you're attracted to people and you're not. Um, yeah, I mean, friend is just kind of the default. Right. Like, if I meet a person, friend is default. Right. And It's I, not a certain zone. And it's like, if someone's, like, your friend, that means you have a certain respect. You're playing with the literal loudest toy you could play with, my son. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, so, yes, Thrush Pelt is technically in the friend zone, but that means that Bluefur respects him too much to lead him on. And I yeah. think that's what, I think, that's what I appreciate is, no, Bluefur hasn't directly turned him down, but at the same time, she hasn't been like, ooh, I'm gonna flirt with you. In reality, she's just like, I'm not interested, I'm not going to flirt back yeah, with him. Yeah, she's never made him think otherwise. And I think he, he just has... He still has a crush on her, but he realizes she does not feel the same. Maybe she'll change her mind, but he knows. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think it's so weird that everyone else is like, hook up with him. When even Thrushpelt understands her boundaries. Like, <laughs> like when he was joking about her sister, she was like, don't do that. And he was like, oh, I get it. So if he was to be like, hey girl, do you want to, do you want to be my mate? And she said no. I believe that Thrushpelt would be like, if she said, no, I don't want you, he'd be like, understood. I respect you as a warrior and an autonomous being. Yes. Which is why we respect Thrushpelt here. Yes, we respect Thrushpelt here. Anyway. All right. We need to take back Sunning Rocks, Sunstar announces from the High Rock. Okay, it's been like months, but okay. Well, Sunstar says Leaf Bear is coming, and they have more warriors to feed, and Kit's on the way, and they need the territory to hunt. Oh, is that? Okay. I was wondering, I was like, is he saying because we need the space? Does does Sunny Rocks really have that much? Like, it doesn't seem like they hunt around uh, there often. Yeah. yeah, there's mice in the cracks. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but A lot River of moles don't really moles. necessarily always hunt mice in the cracks. I suppose it's fish because anywhere that bugs are, rodents will be. Mm -hmm. You bet there's a ton of bugs at Sunning Rocks. Okay. <laughs> White Eye is watching from outside the nursery, and her mate Sparrow Pelt asks when they'll fight. <gasps> That's who White Eye's uh mate is. Mm hmm. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm glad that it's Sparrow Pelt. We've only seen Sparrow a little bit of him, but I do respect him. Mm-hmm. Well, he was Snowpaw's mentor. Snowfurs. Yeah, that's what I I yeah. was like. That's I think yeah. we saw a little bit of him like way earlier in this book. So that's why you know he was a decent dude because he didn't decide to make his apprentice a murderer. Sunstar says that he'd like to take Sunny Rocks without a battle. Okay. What? Thistleclaw asks. 
<laughs> this, of course, this claw the sociopath. Well, Tiger Claw growls that they could beat them easily. Bobbin Wing says River Clan won't give <laughs> won't give it up just because they ask. <laughs> Sunstar suggests that they might. <laughs> Sunstar. I feel like, like what if they do? When it comes to leadership, um, like methodology and like the way they lead i feel like sunstar has more alike with firestar versus blue star i feel like has more alike with pine star mm-hmm. and i and can the, see that and the only reason i say that is um when it comes to private struggles both blue star and pine star were much more reserved about it that eventually leaked over and ended up affecting the clan Versus mm-hmm. both Sunstar and from what we see of Sunstar and what we've seen of Firestar, when they're going through something, they're like, hey guys, I'm going through some stuff. <laughs> so it's just interesting to see the different leaders, um, even if the ones that might have affected uh, Blue Star and how they kind of ended up rubbing off on Firestar here, mm-hmm. even indirectly. Well, Thistleclaw bristles. He's going to ask for Sunning Rocks back. And Tigerclaw asks if he's going to beg. Ooh. Sunstar glares at him and tells him ThunderClan never begs. Wait, did you say Tigerclaw? Has he had his warrior name? Yeah, he's had it for a bit now. We talked about it last episode. I, I'm sorry, I blanked on that. Because last I remember, he was still an apprentice and trying to attack little tiny, tiny... No, oh, he remember was, White he Storm became a warrior. He got it at the same time as White Storm? No, he got it like four moons earlier. Okay, I just, I missed that part of the time skip. Never yeah, mind. it was kind of a, yeah, he'd been a warrior for four moons, but was kind of like already talking big. I feel like they, um, to get a little critical, I feel like they maybe didn't do too good making uh, Tiger Claw the, um, sneaky evil he really is in this they're just kind of making him like a jerk which he is surrounded by some very strong elder warriors that are kind of jerks like adderfang and even storm stormtail and i mean he's he's still young he is so he he has maybe he he has for being a bit arrogant that's true Mm mm-hmm well, Sunstar asks the clan, why risk a battle when they don't need to fight? ThunderClan is strong, and the other clans know that. Will RiverClan want to fight over territory they don't need? Yes. He's going to persuade them that giving it up is a wise decision for both clans. I mean, you know what? Why not? Why not try it? Yeah. It, I don't, I really don't think it'll work, but... <laughs> It does not hurt to try. Stormtail's eyes lit with interest. Does he mean sending a patrol to their camp? Sunstar nods. They're going to go and tell them that ThunderClan owns Sunning Rocks, and they'll shred any RiverClan cat who dares set a paw on it. (laughs) Dappletail blinks. March to their camp and tell them that? It'll be suicide. (laughs) Well, I mean... It, it, it'll be stylish. 
Well, Tiger Claw growls not if they send a strong enough patrol, but True. he seemed to approve of the plan. And Bluefire pictures Tiger Claw standing in River Clan camp, and how much more vulnerable the nursery and the elder's den would suddenly seem. Mm-hmm. Intimidating. Yeah. The clan is in agreement over the idea, but there's something devious about it that doesn't sit right with Bluefur. Sunstar had come up with a good plan to avoid battle, but threatening River Clan in their own camp? Elders and kids live there. And hadn't they learned from the Wind Clan attack? I was that gonna say no place for a battle. What is up with um Thunder Clan in this like generation just being like, hey guys, we're gonna threaten you on your home turf. We're gonna come to your right. home and tell you that if you don't give us what you want, we'll kill all the women and children. I feel like this generation of Thunder Clan is a bit more devious than the Thunder Clan we know, which makes sense. Um because Blue Fur was so kind of traumatized. She was and by I the think Wind she Clan has... thing. And she's and she has a very strong moral code that I will not, I will say, from what we know, what she does with River Clan does sometimes, you know, point south versus north. But she, but she, she, but she follows it. You know, she followed it even when she chose, she eventually chooses to give up her kids because she wants to do. But, and I would say her moral code isn't necessarily about the warrior code because she's all like, well, I don't think we should hurt. Them. yeah you know like i don't what she's what... always been very compassionate uh, yeah i think what yeah i agree i think what blue star does is she wants to avoid harming people yes her own children her sister her family white swarm um it doesn't always work out but she does want to avoid harming people well blue first shakes the thought away Sunstar wouldn't let innocent cats be threatened, but Thistleclaw might. Sunstar says he'll lead the patrol, and he's taking Feather Whisker, so a medicine cat, who, right. you know, kind of kind of announces, like, look, we're we, not Look, here we have harm. a medicine cat. That means we're chill. Yeah. And then Tawny Spot, Lionheart, Whitestorm, Thrushpelt, Adderfang, Stormtail, and Bluefur. And Bluefur is satisfied. Without Thistleclaw's menacing presence, ThunderClan's position is more likely to come across as simple and fair. Yep. Uh, so yeah. yeah like Adderfang and Stormtail are maybe a little more aggro, like they're a little more ready to fight, but they're also much older and can, like, you know, control themselves mm-hmm. and won't do anything against what their leader Yes. will say. Yes. Where I feel like, you know, Thistleclaw and Tigerclaw are a little more likely to maybe yeah go go off the um just kind of do what they want (laughs) yeah the patrol heads out and crosses the river at the stepping stones bluefur waits at the shore as everyone else crosses until she's alone with thrushpelt thrushpelt urges her on they have to stay with the patrol is everyone and their mom like trying to get them to hook up that's so weird no this isn't that She's hesitating at the river because of Goosefeather's prophecy. <laughs> Sorry, water's I gonna kill laugh. her, and we know it does. Yeah. So she jumps from stone to stone, cursing Goosefeather in her mind. 
Buddy, stop. They catch... He's just rubbing his face on his crinkle tube. Thanks. So, Thanks, if you hear weird crinkling, that's just Hobbit, who is no longer Having on drugs, a time. but he is in a cone, like, vibing away. <laughs> they catch up to the patrol and find RiverClan warriors blocking their path. Crooked Jaw, now the RiverClan deputy, was at the front. So Crooked Jaw's had his promotion now. Oh, ooh la la, he's the deputy? Man, this yeah. has been, like, a pretty, like, long time skip. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was, like, it was a whole six year. Moons. Almost a year, oh. yeah. Because White Storm was still, I would say, between six moons and a year. Yeah. Sunstar tells him that they want to speak to Hailstar. Crookedjaw asks if he's supposed to lead them to their camp. Hailstar? They haven't forgotten what they did to WindClan. Yeah. I, I know it's not the main point, but Hailstar is such a cool name. <laughs> Sunstar asks if they look like a battle patrol. No, you look like White a bunch Storm's of pansies. Whitestorm's pelt is prickling, and Bluefur leans close and tells him to keep his fur flat. <laughs> Chill out, dude. Sun's- well, you know, he's a new warrior, so he's just nervous, right. but it can come off as threatening, so... Sunstar says they only want to share words, and Crookedjaw nods and tells them to follow. Crookedjaw leads them into camp. The marshy clearing is dotted with dens made of sticks. I can't wait to read Crooked Star's promise where we'll actually go into more detail of River Clan Camp, because I think River Clan Camp is really cool. Mm, I'm ready. River Clan cats look at the visitors with surprise, and Crookedjaw brings Hailstar to the patrol. Sunstar says, Sunning Rocks belong to ThunderClan. We're taking them back. Okay. Fair. Star Fair. His claws and says they'll have to fight for them. Okay. Um. Okay. Sunstar says they will if they have to, but they thought they'd give him a fair warning. Timberfur asks if they're threatening them in their own camp. Timberfur. I'm sorry, I had to say it because I'm from Minnesota and the Timberwolves are a team. Sunstar says no. They're giving them a choice. Hailstar asks if Sunstar thinks they'll give it up so easily. Well, we were kind of hoping. Like a little. Well, Sunstar says Sunstar says if they prefer a battle, that's fine. But are the rocks worth it? Mm? They have a river of fish. It's no use of for them for hunting. Mm? So is it worth fighting for? Mm. Hailstar snarls. He smells fear. Sunstar says it comes from his own warriors then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alright. Hailstar hisses. Sunstar actually expects them to give up Sunning Rocks? Yes. Sunstar shakes his head. He expects them to fight for it. Even though they will waste their warriors and blood. RiverClan will lose, and it'll be thanks to Hailstar's decision. So Hailstar steps towards him and says RiverClan cats fight with claws, not words. And your fishies stink. So be it, Sunstar nods. Stunning rocks is ours. We'll <laughs> I'm set just the border say markers it. tomorrow. 
He looks around camp and tells the River Clan cats how they know that the warning has been given. Any blood spilled now will be on Hailstar's paws. Oh, that's that's dirty. I love it. That's dirty. In, in integrating like that doubt. Ugh. Love it. Love that mental. You know what? That shows that um, Sunstar really is a thinker than a fighter. He's like, listen, he I can thinker. do my fighting with words. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Big fan of, it, of that. Is that it? Thrushpelt whispered. Blue, per- Blue first says that she thinks that was plenty. And she's impressed by Sunstar's strategy, daring RiverClan to fight openly, but making it look like their choice. It's All they could do is set the markers and wait. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's smart. Would they find, yeah, would they find an ambush tomorrow? Or would RiverClan decide it wasn't worth fighting over? Uh-huh. They leave the camp, and RiverClan cats follow them. Otter Splash, Timberfur, and Owlfur will escort them back to their border. Oh my god. Otter Splash? I know we've talked about Otter Splash before. We've talked about Otter Splash. Otter Splash, Timberfur, and who? Owlfur. Oh! Man, they do not do names like they used to. Oh, just wait until we get to, like, series, like... Ooh, four, I'm four ready. six or something. I love it. I love it. Sunstar thanks them. Bluefur's pelt prickles. Kill them with She's kindness. That is how. Yeah. That is how Sunstar does it. And Bluefur, you are Sunstar being watched do. by your boy. She turns to see Oakheart padding mm. through the reeds with a fish. He's like, I could keep you well fed. He drops it and asks what's going on. <laughs> I'm just a dumb Owlfer... jock boy. <laughs> Owlfur growls that ThunderClan is making threats. Ugh. Oakheart's eyes meet Bluefur's, alarmed. He asks if there's going to be a battle. I don't know. Yes. Sunstar says that they're trying to avoid one. Yeah. And Owlfur steps forward and tells him to go home. Ugh. So Sunstar heads away. Do we know who um, who Oakheart's mentor was? Oakheart's mentor? I think it was his dad. Interesting. Interesting. They, Shellheart. They do things. Shellheart? Okay, I can't get overwhelmed by that name. Um, I was just going to say they do things a little differently, I guess, over there. In, uh... One second. Let me, let me double check that. No problem. Mentor. Yeah, Shellheart. That's really interesting that his mentor is his Faja. Yeah. Because, like, in ThunderClan, they 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 discourage that. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's something encouraged necessarily, but Shellheart was the deputy, and Oakheart's mother would have wanted the best for oh. him. I can imagine, I can see it being like, um... We don't know the exact circumstances yet, so I am. Let me read Crooked Star's promise. We can go into it more. Okay. All right. Okay. Oakheart tagged onto the escort patrol, and Bluefur is acutely aware of him. His scent, the sound of his paw steps. 
Owlfur took the lead, and Oakheart fell in beside Bluefur. I must talk to you, he hissed. Make an excuse. Uh, pretty forward. He drops back. But okay. Bluefur tries to think about how to get away from her patrol. Uh, I gotta poop. Also, why should she? I mean, yeah. Why should I poop? I don't know. But the urgency in his voice made her want to know. Ow, she says and starts to limp. Thrushpelt whips around and asks <laughs> if she's okay. Oh my god, Thrushpelt. Bluefur says there's a thorn in her paw. Thrushpelt's like, Thrushpelt I... offers to help. I'll help. But Oakheart growls and tells him to stay with the others. He'll help her. And Thrush no one no one to wants to question that. Like a little. Or he'll be back for her. That Oakheart's like, I'll do it. Back off, dude. I'm gonna make out with this girl. As soon as their clanmates disappeared around a corner, Oakheart faced her. We need to talk. Do we? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, do they? Oakheart says he hasn't seen her in moons. Okay. Or asks, why should he? We <laughs> live in different clans. We're not friends. We're barely acquaintances. Oakheart shifts his paws and looks uncharacteristically awkward. I love it. I can't stop thinking about you. Oh my god! <laughs> Ever since last leaf bear when they talked by the river. No! Wait! Stop! Don't put that Bluefur backs away. <gasps> Are you okay? I'm overwhelmed. I can't take romance. It makes me just like... Ah! Bluefur backs away. That was ages ago. He doesn't even know her. I want to know you, he insists. <laughs> Everything about you... Your favorite fresh kill, your earliest memory, what you dream of. Bluefur's heart twisted. She doesn't have time for this. <laughs> you can't, she gasps. The warrior code. Oakheart shakes his head impatiently. This isn't about the warrior code. This is about us. The drama. He tells, he tells her to meet him tomorrow at Moon High at Four Trees. <laughs> Bluefur says she can't. Just meet me, Oakheart begged her. Give me a chance. Bluefur? Thrushpelt appears around the corner with Otter Splash. Otter Splash asks if she's leaving their territory or not. Yes, Bluefur says and joins Thrushpelt. He touches his muzzle to her ear and asks if she's okay. Bluefur wonders if he heard anything. But he says, her paw? You know, the thorn? Y yeah! Yes, uh. Bluefur says. She's got it. It's fine. She can feel Oakheart's eyes on her as she crosses the stepping stones, but she doesn't look back. Oh my god. Hit me with that cat fact, girl! You want me to hit you with a cat fact after you just, like, loaded that on me? Well, you're gonna have trouble with the next half. Oh <laughs> my this god. Is, if this is how we're doing it. That's so much! Okay. Alright. Our cat fact today. So, mm -hmm. folks, this one's a little bit silly, I will admit. Um, so, today's cat fact is another cat record. Um, and this 
is a record held by a cat named Bibi, who lives in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And Bibi's claim to fame is she, he, has the most dice stacked on his paw. Okay. So Bibi has had ten dice, so regular D6s, stacked on his paw. Ten of them. Wow. Right? And this record was broken in uh, June 2017. And there's a photo, Uh the only photo I was able to find was of him uh, uh, with nine, I believe, on them. And he honestly, to God, looked photoshopped. Because he's kind of a reverse tuxedo where he's all white with a little bit of black on his ears. And he has a little bit of a a spot on his nose with big yellow eyes. And he's literally sitting, like, with his, his legs up, chilling. And then you would think that it would be on his front paw that these dice would be stacked. No, it's on his back paws. On one of his back feet. With, and I truly think this photo might be a little bit photoshopped. But, you know, Guinness World Records said that they have ten, but this photo has nine stacked up on his back foot. And mm-hmm. apparently uh, his owner, who is known as Elsie Seal, uh, he just started stacking the dice. <laughs> and since BB wasn't really bothered, uh, he just kept doing it. <laughs> and, and then, like, he contacted okay. Guinness and was like, hey, I think my cat... Could have the most dice stacked on him. And uh, he broke the record at 10. There were no previous holders. Um, okay. And That's a challenge to everyone. There you go. I think my cat would not be as patient. But uh, BB I looks I don't think my cat would be into it. Constantly. He looks like he is constantly just like in a chill mood. <laughs> Just absolutely. So if you got a really chill cat. If you have a really chill cat and you have more than 10 D6 dice, um, or just kind of regular dice, most folks, you know, what a die is usually considered. Um, when I first looked at this, I was like, oh, D&D dice, of course. And then I looked at I was like, I would be more impressed with D20s. I would be too, since they do have a, like a, a smaller surface area to balance, but it is just regular D6s. Um, I will share the photo on our Twitter, and I will share the links in our episode description, but um, this record was broken uh, back in 2017, so from, uh, I wasn't able to see um, with the uh, issues I kind of have with these international cats, um, I wasn't able to dig up too much, like, current information of how BB is doing. Um, Since this was broken in Mm -hmm. 2017, I'm going to assume that BB is doing absolutely great. Um, they don't have how old BB was when uh, he broke this record, but you should know he has domestic short hair and uh, he is yes. very chill. <laughs> That's like what all the articles I found were just like, he's this very laid back. Kitty. And so his owner was like, hang on. Do, do, do. And it just reminds me of all of the, like, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but the vines of like, animals with things stacked on them that were really popular for a while Ugh. so big ups to uh bb who is just 
so chill he can hold 10 dice stacked on his paw. And uh, big ups to Elsie Sue, who is uh, the owner who was like, you know what? I think I can make a world record And a out good of this. dice stacker. And a good dice stacker. Uh, which takes a talent all on its own because dice are pretty slippery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, <gasps> so we just switched. I was going to say, I feel like we switched from, like, a YA, like, post-apocalyptic fiction where everyone is a cat and it's like all about war and death and now we've switched to a romance i'm sorry but i like Mm -hmm. cannot believe that okar's just like meet me meet me by the tree so i can kiss you and 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 love you like all right dude do you know what book you're in (laughs) This is not gonna work Bluefair's out. M- Blue Star's life contains multitudes. What can I say? I love it. I'm. I love that. I mean, I think she deserves all the happiness in the world, and I know that this will not end in happiness for her. However, yeah. I'm I'm for it. I'm for her doing this because, as poorly as it all works out. I think she deserves having a mate who is just as passionate as she is. And not that Thrushpelt would not be passionate. I think he would be, but she would not be able to meet that passion. You know? Sure, Thrushpelt would be a very gentle lover. Thrushpelt Thrushpelt wants to wait. He doesn't want to hold hands. Not because of any religious beliefs, just kind of on principle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, It's because he, like... It's, it's partially he's a little bit nervous, and also he wants to, he thinks that if you agree to get married, then he knows that you're on the same page. And even after, he'd be like, okay, you're absolutely sure, and you're like, I'm married to you, Thrushbelt. <laughs> he's like, okay, but like, don't feel pressured. And you're like, I don't feel pressured. I I want to kiss you, Thrushbelt. And he'd be like, and you would kiss him, and he'd be like, okay, whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> you'd be like, you can't say that anymore, and he'd say it every time. Alright, ready? <laughs> yes. No, you're not. Well, we're going anyways. Ah! Give me a chance. Bluefur wakes with a start. Okar's gaze burned into her memory. Uh-oh. A chance for what? But she didn't need to ask. She knew. The intensity of his mew, the desperation in his eyes, his longing was a reflection of her own heart. Whenever they interrupt with, like, really, like, cat-based languages, <laughs> it's always, like, a little jarring. Like, I know that this is about cats, but whenever they're like, he hissed, or his mew, it's like, oh my god, this is about cats. Oh, right, these are cats. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. But how it. could they be together? They're from different clans. They shouldn't feel this way. She gets up and goes to get her patrol. The cats are gathering, restless and tense. Redpaw and Willowpaw are practicing battle moves. Thrushpelt is calling to his own apprentice. Spottedpaw, stop bothering Featherwhisker and come see what her duties are for the day, he calls. (laughs) Guys, she only has like a couple years to be a medicine cat. 
let her take as in as much as she can. Well, she's not training to be a medicine cat right now. Not yet, but you know what? Yeah. I I say with my foresight, let her talk to him as much as she wants. Spotted paw apologizes, flecks of herbs on her paws. She was just helping Feather Whisker nick comfrey. Thrushpelt rolls his eyes and says she's supposed to be training as a warrior. There are enough medicine cats in the clan already. There are actually too many. Yeah, there seems to be, like, a rule here that she, like, can't train as a medicine cat because there are already two. Which, eventually, we throw that straight out the window. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's kind of interesting that they still consider um, Goosefeather even part yeah. of that lineup because i feel like even before um even before feather whisker really stepped up like they weren't really counting goose feather and and even before and and by that i mean mm-hmm. even before goose feather got really kind of um intense in his sort of mm-hmm. you know uh, I, i'm just gonna call it um what's what is the word I, i'm just gonna call it uh What is, what is it when old people kind of lose their memory? Like dementia? Yeah. Before Goosefeather kind of fell into that sort of dementia state he's in right now, um, they weren't really counting him as a reliable medicine cat. So I feel like, why stop her? <laughs> and I want to reiterate, because I feel like we haven't made this point strong enough, I have nothing against Spotted Leaf as a character. If anything, no, I dislike what happened to her character because of how she was written into the story. I feel like Spotted Leaf deserved better in this story. Yes, obviously. And I think she's a very interesting character standing alone. Yeah, uh, if we ever get to her novella, well, uh... Yeah, so... I, I just want to throw that out there because um, I don't want anyone folks to get that twisted. I have nothing but respect for Spotted Leaf. In my interpretation, and I know this- She was just done a dirty. I Yeah, and I think she was, like, forced into that weird role of having to, like, be the, the romance partner for Firepaw. Firestar. Even though we've already covered that it didn't really make sense that they like didn't interact that way before her death. Exactly. I think it would it would make more sense if like if they had both been older, it would make so much more sense. But I will say I still respect her as a character. Frostlaw asks Bluefur what they're doing today. Bluefur hadn't really thought about it, her mind too wrapped up in Oakheart. But she says hunting. <laughs> her mind too that, wrapped that, up in Oakheart is the perfect way to explain it. <laughs> Tawny Spot says they're upping hunting patrols to prepare for Leaf Bear. So perfect. And after a battle patrol will be sent to Sunning Rocks at dusk, Bluefur's heart quickens. What if she met Oakheart in battle? Could she fight him now? What if she Christ. made out with him? And just was like, yeah, guys, this is who I am now. Well, Tawny Spot says Bluefur's name. He heard she got a thorn in her paw yesterday. She should stay in camp and let it heal. 
She feels a flash of guilt and says it's better today. But Tawny Spot says they don't want it to get infected. She can help in the nursery instead. Stormtail says he'll take Frostpaw with him and Brindlepaw to practice battle moves. Bluefur says thanks. She wished there was a thorn in her paw. It reminds me a bit of the Cinderella story. This is her uh, heel covered in tar. We're going with the original story. But the tar is a lie. But it's a a fake thorn. Yeah, and her her romantic inclinations for an enemy. Featherwhisker asks her if she needs ointment for it. And Bluefur tucks the paw away and says, no thank you. Bluefur says it must have just been a sharp piece of reed or something. I agree. Just a a scratch. Don't look at it too close. Please? Featherwhisker says it just goes to show that cats should stick to their own territory. Um, that's a pretty- Bluefur wonders if he knows she's lying. That's that's a really strong opinion. What makes you feel that way? Had StarClan told him something? StarClan tells him everything. Featherwhisker just tells her to keep it clean and come see him if it starts to throb. He then leaves to go to the nursery. If StarClan didn't want her to see Oakheart, surely they would have told Featherwhisker something. Yeah. Something so that he could stop her. Yeah. Maybe StarClan wanted this to happen. Maybe it was her destiny. Bluefur is keeping wide-eye company while the battle patrol sets new markers. But her mind is on Oakheart. What would he say? What would she say? You said a lot of weird things to me the other day. I don't really know how to deal with that. She doesn't hear any battle yowls. Would she even hear them from camp? Stones clatter down the ravine and the patrol returns through the tunnel. And Bluefur asks if they won. Thistleplot says those mouse hearts didn't even show up. And Bluefur is relieved. Oakheart is safe. Thumbstar says from now on, no clan will threaten their borders. And Sparrowpaw presses his muzzle to White Eye and tells her that there will be plenty of fresh kill for their kits this leaf fair. Oh my god. I wish we had more of that. I know that they're very minor, minor characters, but I want more of them. I like that. That's like That's why I like to keep those in. I'm glad because those two like talked that the we kind of liked having her there and having her input and the fact that she mm-hmm. is mates with him just kind of makes it all that sweeter because we didn't really see too much of him and now seeing him be like a good old dad is like oh. Bluefur wonders what the mood is like in RiverClan camp. Bleak enough for Oakheart to change his mind about meeting a ThunderClan cat? Oh. She'll still go to Four Trees, and if he's as restless and distracted as she is, he'll be there. Tawny Spots calls for the clan to celebrate and starts tossing prey. Bluefur is frustrated. Why couldn't they just go to their dens and sleep? <laughs> By the time she was able to sneak out, Oakheart might not think she's coming. What if he went home? Oh, Star Clan, what am I doing? <laughs> Is she really gonna sneak out of camp and meet a River Clan warrior? Whitestorm calls for her to join him, Lionheart, and Goldenflower. Blueford does go to join them. She isn't hungry, but she'll eat. The clan doesn't go to sleep until the moon was high. Blueford had never felt more awake, but she went to her nest. 
Even in the den, her clanmates were still awake and talking. Rosedale asks if she's okay if she's fidgeting. Rosedale, stop she knowing she's everything. <laughs> she like, she's like, I can figure you out. Let me just look at you for two seconds. I figured it out. Eventually, the den grows quiet with gentle snores. She creeps out of the den. Adderfang is keeping watch at the entrance. He's patrolling the walls of the camp, and she takes this opportunity to slip out of the tunnel and scrambles behind a rock. What is she doing? She's betraying everything that has once been important to her. She's a traitor. To herself? To her clan? To the warrior code? She has to go back. No, you're just hormonal, chill. But Adderfang has returned, and she can't slip by him unnoticed. She hurries through the forest. Had he waited? Her heart is in her throat when she reaches the edge of the hollow. If she kept going, she'd change the course of her life. She feels it with such an intensity that her paws freeze. But that feels like kind of her awareness of kind of how... It's kind of that weird connection that it seems all of her and her kin have to Star Clan. Mm -hmm. Where they're like, oh, this is fate. This is not just like me wanting this this is the cosmos indicating well she senses the spirit of snowfur her sister is trying to tell her something but what is she trying to stop her or is she giving her blessing i have to do this blue fur whispers please understand it doesn't mean that i don't love you or that i'm not loyal to my clan she shakes away her sister's scent and heads down the slope. Ooh. I think that's a good... Okay. I, in my opinion, that's a good cliffhanger to end on. I also do kind okay. of want to... Ex- I think so, too. I do also want to kind of extend the good times, because I feel like we're going to have so many sad times. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of fun to have, like, a silly one-off episode after all the kind of sadness we had last time. And kind of... Mm-hmm. Just sort of indications for what the future holds and i really kind of appreciated that moment with their sister in my interpretation of that i think snowfur was giving her blessing because i think snowfur if if i want to read this correctly snowfur got her family you know she got to have children she got to have her husband um and she understood that her sister was a warrior through and through but she was always worried that she would miss out on that kind of aspect of life so i think snowfur in my interpretation she was like hey you should do this but it is gonna hurt (laughs) like or at least maybe she's forgiving her yes i saying that she understands because i think you know like head and heart where bluefur is usually very much head the thinker brain. from her head is the brain snowfur is much more led by her heart and so i think she feels i i do think blue fur is very much led by her heart in a lot of instances too but she tries to she tries, she tries to follow to be, her you know, brain and it isn't until later that she kind of finds that her heart is overwhelming everything yeah but she's really trying to just you know like she was like this is wrong and i know it's wrong yeah and snowfur is like this is wrong. I forgive you because I understand. Yeah, because I think Snowfur... Maybe. Oh. In my in my opinion, and folks can disagree, I think Snowfur 
wants her sister to be happy, but she wants to warn her that this will harm her in the future. She's like... Yeah, maybe Snowfur saying, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Because she knows what's gonna happen. I think Snowfur thinks... In in some... I think in how Snowfur interprets things, I think Snowfur would feel what happens to Bluefur is worse than what happens to her. Because I think if, Sno- I mean, if, yeah. if Snowfur had a choice of dying and not being there for her child but having her child be protected by her family, she would choose that versus what happens to Bluefur, which is Bluefur has to give up her children. Snowfur yeah, would all of her children. Snowfur would never choose that. No. I think Snowfur if if I have to interpret it a certain way, I think Snowfur is saying this is this is something only you can endure. Cause Snowfur mm-hmm. would would have not she would have if she had made the choices Bluefur had made, she would have never let her children go. But also, Snowfur never got a prophecy and never had the ambition to be leader like that. And and that's why. Because she's family-focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of that difference, you know? Yeah, whereas Bluefur's like, and what she's honestly been told over and over again. Is, is that, that she's going to be something great you know, and she's going to make a difference. Or just her clan needs her. Her clan needs her. Even with the death of her kin, you know, her clan still needs her. And, you know, she needs to take care of them. Yeah. And so she puts them before everybody else, even herself. That's what I was about to say. She puts everything before herself. And in some realities... It's taken her a while. She puts herself before her very children. Because a selfish part of her wants to keep her kids with her. But yeah. she knows what will be better for them and better for her clan is giving them up. Mm-hmm. And I think even in her end of days, she probably would have thought it's better if they never knew who she was. Yeah. She would have preferred... I know that she doesn't in the end, but I think in the if she... Right now how she is, she would have preferred that her kids never know who she was. And just thought they were entirely River Clan. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think um, in this interpretation of it, I do think I agree with you in saying that um, uh, Snowfur is kind of giving her blessing and also being like, I'm sorry that I can't. Yeah. I don't I don't think Snowfur would, in my opinion, I don't think Snowfur would give her blessing, but I think she forgives Blue Star for her transgressions. I don't think Snowfur would approve of this. But I don't think she's also either going to hold it against her. Really? You think she's that loyal? I mean, think about how angry she was before she died about Bluefur. I think think part of that anger, though, is part of that expectation, you know, that everyone puts on Bluefur. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. But I think, I don't think, I don't think Snowfur would condone this. She'd say, don't do it. With Rush Belt. (laughs) But you know, I think I think, but I think a part of her does understand about blue fur. She knows her, her heart. sister. So I don't think she approves, but I think she forgives. Her. Yeah, and she, I think also, part of her Snowfur speaking wants to be there for the fallout. Yeah, well, of course, but maybe she is. But we're not there yet, because that's in future no, episodes. We're not there yet. Before we get to the future, folks, 
If you want to know what's happening in the current times, you should follow us on Twitter at WCWITCast. Also, if you want to contact us a different way, if you're not on Twitter, you can email us at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help the podcast uh, out, uh, something you can do is give a rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and share it with a friend if you think that they would enjoy this kind of unhinged but also pretty friendly episode uh share it with them if you think that they might just enjoy it from the beginning and would enjoy seeing how everything progresses from our first episode to now uh share that with them or share with them your favorite episode whichever one that may be and yeah or start them off with the start of blue stars prophecy yeah start of the book yeah, and we want to thank everyone who listens. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs>